Hey sis, welcome back to Black Girl SOS. It's your girl Snobby. And today we have a little bit of a somber topic. Um, today we're talking about the loss of pregnancy or a or an infant child. Um, October 15th is the Remembrance Day for pregnancy and infant loss. And unfortunately, I, I know many women who have experienced um, pregnancy loss and infant loss. Um, truth be told, I don't, I don't know which, which is worse. Um, I, I, I honestly, I, I have no words. I, I don't know which is worse. Um, but I know this is why it's very important that you don't say shit like, oh, why don't you have kids yet? Oh, when are you gonna have some kids? Oh, when are you gonna have another one? You really never know what somebody has been through. Um, and I kind of touched on this or, or I, you know, it's one of the things I talked about in the Spanish Inquisition episode um, last season. You know, people are very comfortable approaching women about their reproductive system. People are very comfortable asking women, oh, well, when are you gonna have a baby? People are very comfortable asking women, why don't you have a baby? Um, your, your family, the most comfortable, um, the most egregious of offenders are always gonna be the people close to you. Um, I, I, truth be told, I don't, I don't know who irks me more with that type of shit, um, just, just in general. Now, in, in truth, I don't get that a lot in my family, um, if you heard the Spanish Inquisition episode, that's not a shocker. <laughs> I don't really give, um, I don't give the kind of grace that allows anyone to feel like that's a conversation starter with me, um, if you know me. But definitely strangers are very comfortable. Oh, well, you're, you know, you're getting up there in age, or, you know, why don't you have any kids? You're 40, you got a good job, why don't you have any kids? Bitch, hop off my dick. We could start there for openers. Like you really never know what kind of way you are triggering somebody. Um, you really never know what someone's been through. Have a great um, soul sister that I run with back home who um, who lost her, her child. And, um, you know, she runs in honor her child every year. And truth be told, I never really, I guess until her, I thought I knew what the March of Dimes was. <laughs> I thought I knew what that charity was about, but I clearly really had no fucking idea. <laughs> really, I was much more ignorant than I thought I was. I mean, yeah, than I thought I was because I did not realize that the March of Dimes um, also, you know, encompasses uh, pregnancy and infant loss. I, I had no idea, I literally, and obviously, I know literally is not the right word for you fucking English ticket fans. Um, I just, I really did not know. Um, and mostly because I had no reason to really invest any energy into it. I always saw the March of Dimes as a white-faced, white-branded charity that I really didn't feel like tended to, you know, my demographics. So really not until she came along, um, she's a Latina woman, not until she came along that I really even bother to give them a thorough Google search um, and just find out all of the work that they do. Um, 
and she is hands down one of the bravest people I know because she's so open about that part of her life and because she uses such a strenuous, uh, stressful, hurtful part of her life to really drive a physical, um, not a physical, but a positive change in her life. And, and that is, I'm, it's impressive. It's, it's very impressive. Um, but yeah, you need to be mindful when you say shit like that to people. You need to be mindful when you just fucking feel comfortable asking people why they don't got kids and when you're going to have kids. Even when you have kids, people be on your back like, when you going to have another one? When you going to have another one? You know, y'all should have this many kids. Y'all should have that many kids. Meanwhile, ain't nobody sending no fucking cash apps. They ain't sending no fucking Zells. You know, they don't know your emotional state. They're not going to be there for the postpartum. They're not going to be there through the fucking tough days of your pregnancy. They're not going to be there to fucking keep you sane, keep food on your table, keep a roof over your head. But they have absolutely no fucking issues hopping straight directly all the way into your fucking business like Michael Phelps diving in about having kids, never knowing what you've been through. Now, me personally, I rarely... I mean, there was probably a point in my life where I didn't discuss it at all. Now it's just that I rarely discuss it, not that I don't discuss it at all. But I, too, have experienced pregnancy loss. And for a long time, um, you know, initially I didn't discuss it just because it was hurtful. So I don't want to talk about it. Um, also, I, I did not, it wasn't anything that I shared with the, the father. So I didn't want to talk about it. Um, I just did it, you know, it was what it was. And my response was just like, you know, my response to him was, I am not pregnant. And I just, I left it at that. Um, I, we were not in a good place. So I was not going to get a, I did not feel, I'm not going to say what I would or would not have gotten because I did not offer him the opportunity to show up for me in that space. So I will not say that he would not have. I will say that we were in a bad space um, as a unit. And so I did not trust that I would get the kind of support I needed in that moment. And so I opted to keep it to myself. Um, that being said, you know, later on in life, it, you know, as hurt subsided, I started to feel more um, punished. And I felt punished because I want to say maybe, I, I want to say maybe two years, two or three years prior to that, I had an abortion. And I started to feel like this is a punishment for having an abortion. And no, they're not the same people um but the guy that i was with when i had the abortion um I, I i was young in the sense that i was in my early 20s but i was not young in the sense of like a teenage pregnancy but for me in my opinion i was not ready um but i think on paper you know if, if the conversation had been had to anybody it would look like, you know, why would you two not have a kid? You know, we were both 
I think, yeah, I, I was done with school. I think he was done with school too. Um, we were both gainfully employed and very responsible young adults. Um, all the right things, right? All the right things. Um, so on paper, it looks like, why would you two not start this, this young family and, you know, breed excellence? <laughs> but I truthfully was not prepared. I was not ready. It was not, um, it was not the space that I was in. Um, he was extremely supportive. Um, we had always had a very good relationship. Uh, well, our romantic relationship, <laughs> once upon a time, we were not good friends at all. <laughs> but he's someone who's been in my, you know, been in my life forever. And um, I, it just, it was really towards the end of our romantic endeavors and we were kind of finally starting to part ways and God was like, fuck y'all think y'all going, here go baby. <laughs> um, but I was not ready. I was not prepared um, as a person, you know, like I said, we were both gainfully employed, you know, both college graduates, responsible, um, in, in those very surface ways that are responsible. But I can definitely say from this seat that I sit in now, having done all the work that I've done on myself to be the person that I am today, that I was correct in my assessment. I was not ready um, to be a parent because I would not have, I didn't have the tools to be the kind of parent that I want to be. I've always known exactly what kind of parent I want to be. I've always known the way I want to you know, raise my child. I always say that I breed. <laughs> I don't like what other people call us breeders, but I always say that I breed and I say it for real particular reasons um, that maybe one day I'll hop into. But um, I've always had a really clear plan on the way I wanted to go about that. And I knew then that I did not have the tools to do that. I just, I didn't. Um, and I can say that confidently um, sitting in the seat today, knowing what I know, having done the work I've done, having become the woman that I am, um, that I wasn't ready. And like I said, he was extremely supportive. It was um, from the minute I told him, the conversation was, I follow your lead. We, we're, we're doing whatever you wanna do. I support you. If, if you're ready, then we're ready. And if you're not ready, then we're not ready. Um, so, you know, very, very grateful as I know that's not everyone's experience, I, I have been the supportive friend for, you know, my fair share of women who have endured an abortion. And it is, that, that in and of itself is, is, is another traumatic, <laughs> it's another traumatic experience to have, um, especially, you know, depending on how you ended up pregnant, it, there could be layers to that trauma. Um, and I won't veer off into that per se just now or, or at all. I won't veer into it at all. Um, but I'll say that I'm very grateful that I had a partner who was extremely supportive and really um, empowered me to make my own decision and supported that decision unequivocally. Like, I'm grateful for that. Um, but to the, to the point is, you know, having made that decision when on paper, it, it looked like I was prepared um, after I lost my pregnancy. 
and I got past the hurt part of it, I did start to feel like it was punishment, you know, like I was being punished for not accepting my responsibilities when I've been pregnant a few years prior. Um, and so obviously, you know, at, well, not obviously, but at this point of the second pregnancy, the one that I lost, I was planning to keep my child. I was um, in a better place. Um, I, I can say again from this seat that I probably still did not have all the tools I needed to be a parent, but I had made a decision that I wasn't going to I wasn't going to have another abortion that just it wasn't I just wasn't going to do it period um, and that's that's just where I was with it I wasn't going to do it and so for me I was just you know I was you know gearing up prepared and ready to do what needed to be done and um, you know, I went to the doctor and she gave me the very hurtful news. Um, I probably shared it with two people at the time and asked them never to repeat it. And I mean, my friends are pretty solid. So if I ask them not to repeat it, it's honestly, they'll forget I even told them. <laughs> As one of my best friends like to say, I'll put that shit in a vault and I won't even go back to the conversation. Um, and I just kind of left it there. And I never really talked about it again for a long time. And then, like I said, when I moved into the feeling punished phase, I still didn't really talk about it um, much. I didn't talk about it much at all um, because I felt guilt and I felt punished. And, you know, there's a lot of internal mental, I don't want to say mental abuse, but it is, it's, it's self-inflicted mental abuse that I endured from feeling like I was responsible for my pregnancy loss. And I felt responsible for it, not because I did anything physically to lose the child, but because I had an abortion, I felt responsible, you know, like I was being punished. And I beat up on myself a lot internally for that. Um, for a long time too, for a very, very long time. I, I would I would say very easily, it was probably a solid five to six years before I started to kind of talk to myself nicer about that situation and just kind of, um, just realizing, you know, for one, I, I want to say at that time, I think that I think that I had kind of renewed my faith and renewed and refre I've renewed my faith and refreshed my spirituality. Um, and because of that, you know, I came to a place where I was able to accept that that is not a punishment. Um, that's not a punishment that um, the most high that I believe in would inflict on anybody. So I'm not being punished. It's an unfortunate circumstance, um, but it's not a punishment. It, for whatever plan, you know, for however my life is 
is designed to go, it was um, a tumultuous bump in the road that I needed to experience for whatever that cause may be, um, maybe to develop more empathy, more sympathy, um, you know, to practice talking to myself nicer, I don't, whatever the lesson was supposed to be or whatever the lesson was designed to be. I'm sure I got it because <laughs> I transitioned um, out of feeling guilty into just, this is an experience that I had. It sucks, um, but here we are, you know, but I survived, did I die, right? Did I die, but I survived. And knowing what I experienced as someone who is an extremely strong person, um, and I don't say that with any air of arrogance. Um, if you know me personally, you you know I have no issue hopping in my cocky bag, <laughs> but I don't say that with any air of arrogance and, and not from a cocky place. I say that from a, 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 survivor, a, a survival place. I say that as a survivor of, of very many things that I have seen crush very many people. I know that I am a strong person. And to know that and know how much I personally endured and battled and struggled with such, you know, such a loss, I, I absolutely have a different level of empathy for women who have lost a pregnancy or who have lost an infant child. And I think you know, it's important that people are fucking cognizant of that. Like, be conscious of the fact that you don't know everybody's story. You don't know what people been through. Don't fucking be so fucking comfortable walking up to people saying shit like, yo, when you gonna have a kid? A lot of people struggled to get pregnant and have the one blessing that they do have or the multi-blessing that they do have. Like, I, I have plenty of friends who went through it to get pregnant. I got friends that have been through fertility treatments to get pregnant. Like people go through a lot to manifest life. And when I say people, I'm obviously saying women were the ones that manifest life, but very particular black women. We already know that we don't get the quality health care that we deserve. I mean, Serena Williams is rich, rich with a white husband. And even during her pregnancy, which was a very difficult pregnancy, um, her healthcare professionals were overlooking, you know, many of her health issues, and they they were not giving her the care that she one needed, two deserved. And but for the fact that she is Serena Williams, um, who knows what would have happened? You know, she kept advocating on her behalf, and that's important. We have to advocate on our behalf. No one's going to do it for us, but more so because she has a platform that is, you know, so grand. Her, when she advocates, you know, it's, it's sirens blazing. Um, when we advocate, it's more like a, a bell ringing, but we got to ring the bell. <laughs> you got to keep ringing that motherfucker until somebody listens because um, it really is an overwhelming traumatic process to be a black woman in, in the American healthcare system. And, and and that's even before you're pregnant. So you add a pregnancy onto it. Um, you add many high risk pregnancies. Um, like I said, I have many, uh, many friends that really went through a lot to get pregnant. 
I, I mean, I've got friends that, that got pregnant very easily, very healthy, you know, everything was great and God bless them. Um, or, you know, whoever their most high is, blessings from their most high to them. Um, but man, there are very many of us that have been through it. Now, I personally have not uh, tried to get pregnant since then, and I have not been pregnant since then, um, which, you know, I, I, in all honesty and all transparency, at one point also gave me pause, also gave me cause for concern because I had been in a long-term relationship and I was grateful. So we're clear. I want to be clear. Very grateful that I did not end up pregnant, but I was very surprised that I didn't end up pregnant. And then I started to wonder, am I okay? You know, like why... How, like, how did I get out of this? <laughs> how did I escape this with my unscathed womb? <laughs> I'm a mess, y'all. Deal with me. Um, bear with me. But, uh, yeah, like, real talk. I was like, how did I escape this? And then I started to think, okay, maybe something is wrong. And then all the guilt came back. Like, oh, you know, if something is wrong, that's probably why you lost the kid. You know, it's probably because you had a fucking abortion and you know, all those very negative conversations came back. And then I went through a really, really difficult phase again. And I think at that point, I had gone through so many more difficulties in my life that I just said, you know what, fuck this. I got to do all the work and I got to do it now. And it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be attractive there are going to be some fucking tough days, probably more tough days than not. Um, but I, I got to get, I got to do this work because I can't exist. I can't exist like this. I can't have these, these fucking bouts of, of utter overwhelming guilt that pushes me into such an emotionally sullen space that I physically manifest that kind of hurt and that, and that, and that kind of pain and that kind of guilt, you, like the degradation of myself at the hands of myself was just not something that I was going, I was gonna allow. Like I just, I couldn't let that shit rock out. It, it just, it couldn't be, it couldn't be my truth. Like I had to grab like by the fucking reins and say, okay, we need to really sit down and we need to sort some shit out. And one of the things that I needed to sort out was, all the guilt that I still carried attached to that, all the guilt that I thought I was over um, up until I started thinking something was wrong with me. Um, for, you know, the record, nothing is wrong with me, you know, thank God, or um, not an or for me, but, you know, so thank God. And, um, you know, but before I knew that unequivocally, yeah, there was a lot, a lot of, just really, really being in a bad place. Um, and the thing about it is no one knew, no one knew. There's not anyone who was around me at that period in my life that could be like, oh yeah, I definitely, you know, I saw the signs, T, T wasn't well, because that's not accurate. That's not accurate. I. I can tap into my, my half zodiac, which is Gemini, very easy. I can bifurcate 
my personality with ease like who I, I and it's because I'm just an innately private person with a public person I'm a private person with a public personality um, so it's very easy for me to keep my private life private which is why nine times out of ten unless I blatantly tell you ie right now you really don't know what the fuck is going on in my life you assume you, you take a gander at, at, at what might be the truth, but you don't know unless I tell you. And and I design my I design my life that way. I a lot of the way I grew up kind of just required um, me to be this way. So you know what? Maybe that's another breakthrough. Maybe I didn't design my life this way. Maybe I fell into this because of the way I grew up. And it is it's always served me and and so i i leaned into it um you know that being said like i was saying at that point in my life no one who was around me could readily identify the amount of hurt and pain that i was was going through um and like i said this started even this started, you know, it started up again before I, I made a decision to really just hone in and do the work. When it started up again, I was in that relationship, the one that I mentioned, I'm surprised I didn't get pregnant. Um, I was in that relationship. And while part of me feels like it's a testament to the fact that uh, my partner at the time really just never really knew me. Um, I can't say that's 1000% his fault. Um, but I, I would even, I would say if anyone had the opportunity to see that I was going through something, he would have been that person. And I don't think that even he saw it. I do think that part of that is also cause head up his ass, but you know, <laughs> but you know, I, I, that's a, I'm not expressive in that way. And head up his ass. So with the understanding that the only person that really probably had an opportunity to identify that didn't, it is no surprise that other people would not have identified it. And I assure you, I was around very many people while I was going through this struggle. Um, and I still was the person that would brighten up the room. And I still was the life of the party. And I still was the super supportive friend. And I still was showing up for people, showing out for people. I still was all the things that I am. I just also was fighting a battle of my own. And, you know, fast forward to when I, you know, kind of hit a hard stop for me and said that I had to get these things under control and, and I had to really do the work and figure out what, you know, figure out as many of my triggers as I could. You're not, you honestly, in my opinion, you don't ever learn all your triggers because you don't know certain things are a trigger until you get triggered. It's like, yo, I was cooling. And then this motherfucker said, and now I'm ready to fuck them up. So you don't know everything's a trigger um, until you're triggered. So, you know, that being said, um, once I hit my heart stop and I started doing the work, um, it was at a point in my life where people who knew me casually were very comfortable to be like, oh, you don't got no kids? And I'd be like, 
Oh, why'd your mother have kids? Like, fuck out of here. Swan pro-choice. Your mother should have swallowed you. The fuck out of my face. Like, you know what I'm saying? And and again, they, they don't know that I'm fighting a battle internally of dealing with all this guilt and, and feeling bad. And at that point, you know, feeling broken like I couldn't. Um, they don't know, you know. They don't know they almost walked into an ass whipping. To them, they're having a casual conversation and that, you know, we got to be really cognizant of shit like that. That's not a casual conversation to make a comment about someone's reproductive system. It's really not. It's probably one of the most intimate conversations on planet Earth. <laughs> and you should not, you, first of all, should not be initiating that conversation about anyone else's reproductive system. That's number one. Number two, if someone does invite you into that conversation, you still need to be extremely respectful and extremely kind in that conversation because you don't know where they're at. You don't know if this is their third time at trying to get pregnant. You don't know if they have never been able to successfully get pregnant or if they have successfully been pregnant and lost all those pregnancies. You don't know if they lost an infant. You don't know if they lost a young child. Also traumatic as fuck. Be kind, be thoughtful, be empathetic, be sympathetic, use better judgment. I I know that rude ass cultures uh like like ours, you know, America's a rude ass culture. We 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 love to pretend that we're chock full of manners, but this is a rude ass culture. Um, maybe not as rude as all, but this is a rude culture in America um, and an entitled culture. We feel entitled to information that we want. Kind of check that shit at the door. Put, put that shit in your back pocket when it comes to conversations like this because you really don't know how you might trigger somebody. You really don't know what someone's been through. And just be fucking kind, yo, especially right now. 2020 is a motherfucker, yo. 2020 kicking everybody ass. So if you didn't, if, if it didn't dawn on you to be kind before, I, I hope you find it in your heart to to be kind now. Um, if you know someone who has been through that, be kind. Mind how you speak to them. Be more than kind. Be protective. When you see other people, you know, having conversations about their reproductive system that they shouldn't be having you hop in they fucking ass you be protective of your sister be fucking protective you know that is such a delicate topic and such a hurtful space that um we gotta be I, we gotta be a little more than kind we, we do need to be protective of ourselves and and of the women in our lives that that have endured these kind of things um so I thank you for letting me share my story. Um, I, I do hope that it encourages someone, anyone to be kinder. And um, until next time, you have a good one.